Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hey everyone, I'm Aaron. And I'm still Aaron. It's just me tonight. Uh, Boat is out on assignment uh, with his middle school band. I believe they're playing a football game or a series of concerts or some such thing. So I'll be flying solo tonight. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Um, big news, I think. It's pretty big on the Amiga front. And uh, we're going to talk about Lotus 3. Um, we mentioned Lotus 2 and to a certain degree 1. And we touched on 3. Uh, gosh, it's been many episodes ago. Uh, but we're going to uh, give Lotus 3 a run here. I've uh, played this game quite a bit this week and uh, got a lot to say. I've changed my mind on some stuff and other stuff not so much. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's talk about what's been going on this week. Let me grab my trusty notepad here. Uh, there's been an in- it's been an interesting week uh, in the Amiga world. The... Uh, a lot of small news, and then a couple of what I would consider major items. Um, <coughs> let's let's go with the big one first. Uh, a, uh, a couple of days ago, I guess it would have been probably um, oh four days, uh, four days, three or four days ago. Uh, the uh, fellow who is uh, in essence in charge of the Vampire Project. Uh, for those that are new to the show, it's a uh, FPGA. It's a programmable chip uh, uh, and PCB that hooks into a classic Amiga to make it um, faster and give it uh, limited abilities uh, to do stuff like HDMI out and uh, um, adds, uh, I believe it added a compact flash or SD support or some such thing or IDE. Um these cards have been all the craze, and boy, I've uh, I've pitched them as much as anyone. Frankly, I've been very intrigued by them. Uh, anyway, the fellow that is, if not in charge of it, then one of the higher ups uh, with the project. I think it's the main guy. He goes by uh, Kipper Two K. Um, he announced that the uh, the board, the Vampire Two board, was going to be increasing. Excuse me, from 150 euros to 250. Or 289 uh, for the fastest model. Uh, he mentioned that the orders were greater than production rate, and they couldn't cope with demand. And the only option is to have the uh, boards assembled uh, by a board house, which is going to raise the cost of production, and then they were going to pass that uh, savings on to you. As you can imagine, you know someone's got to pay when the costs go up, and uh, so there you go. Um, you know that's it's a it's a pretty that's a pretty uh, uh, large increase. I mean, hundred euros. Um, huh. 
you know, you're talking, was it a 40, around 40% increase uh, in the product? I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything I've heard is an excellent product with good support. But it was a big increase. And I remember at the time I was I uh, posted it on Google Plus and I put, I put my little opinion in there. I was like, you know, this is a really big price increase. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot to take in. Uh, I think the, that uh, Kipper 2K was in a bind, frankly. In fact, he pretty much says he was. Um, they never in their wildest dreams understood that, or realized that the uh, demand for this product would be so high. Uh, uh, from what I've heard, uh, these were being assembled by hand at his home. And so when, you're get, when you get a 1,000 orders, uh, he was in a bad spot. And the only way out he saw was to uh, have these boards, uh, you know, manufactured. <coughs> Excuse me. The, uh, the, re the reaction to this post was, I mean, there were, it was both sides. You know how these things go. Um, some people were very, very furious. And then some people were like, well, it's okay. It's a good product, you know. Um, I, I, I wasn't surprised when the, uh, animosity and the, and the, uh, you know, brushback started on it because, again, you're talking about, you know, a 30, 40% increase in price. Uh, I believe he said he was going to honor the people that were, had currently paid, um, that were in line and he said it would be at a loss to him and then. Anyone else that was coming up, and I, I, I was a little vague on how it was going to work, but it, from what I was able to ascertain, uh, if you were, uh, if you had put your name in the in the uh, pool and you were in live chat and paid, you'd be getting the new price. Uh, <coughs> could be wrong. That's the best I could come up with. I haven't looked at it. Um, a lot of people canceled orders, and uh, you know I've got no numbers. This is just what I've. Been to pick up through forums. I talked to uh, several uh, of our listeners about it, you know, and uh, sort of saw opinions both ways uh, on the subject. And again, I can a hundred a hundred uh, euro uh, upkick is uh, is it's not pocket change. Now, uh, after the uh, blowback from this. Uh, Kipper 2K uh, posted on the English Amiga board, effectively uh, saying he was surprised that the uh, he was surprised that the uh, reaction was so nasty, and it did get nasty uh, on occasion. And uh, uh, he had told himself that if the project ever stopped being fun, uh, he would just walk away. And uh, in essence, in no uncertain terms, that's what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to fulfill the orders that they had uh, promised to ship, and then he was going to sell his fabrication stuff, sell his boards, sell the parts, sell everything, and be done with it. Now, uh, this this came in a couple days ago, so it was a day or two after he made the first announcement. I've heard rumors that maybe he's been talked off the ledge. You know, I've not read any it formally saying that he was going to keep making them. Uh, but, uh, so I'm going to go on the assumption that these boards are uh, done. I know part of the problem also was the fact that uh, apparently the team had sold 
some Amiga 500 boards or maybe a board on eBay. I, I'm assuming it was like a fundraiser, you know, for them. Apparently, it sold quite a bit. And apparently, these boards were selling uh, for quite a bit on eBay, which you can imagine since they're in such high demand. And there are so few of them out there that, uh, you know, people want them. And some people have a lot of money. So, we'll keep the story going and see what, I, you know, <coughs> I, uh, I've been a part of a lot of little communities since I uh, you know, was in computers and whatnot. Um, the emulation community in the early days was very, um, they would go after each other quite a bit. Uh, there was a lot of animosity, and it was sad. And some emulators left because of it, and, and some things changed. Uh, people would, there was a lot of infighting. When I was a member <coughs> of the, uh, I was into a, a, a bit of software uh, that uh, was used for pinball. It's still around, virtual pinball and future pinball. And the uh, people would fight over, uh, you know, table, you know, uh, who's doing what table. They would fight over who's stealing someone else's uh, graphics. Uh, they would fight over all sorts of things. Uh, they would fight with the people that made the program. Future Pinball, I recall, the uh, fellow that made it was could be difficult to get along with, and I, you know, so there was problems there. Uh, if you are in the Xbox original Xbox community and you've ever uh, uh, filled with Coin Ops, which is an excellent program that I really like, uh, but uh, the uh, community around that is always under. Uh, scrutiny the uh, fellow that uh, makes it is a real genius guy but he's a real um, uh, divisive kind of a odd guy and uh, uh, his people his followers are uh, don't question him <laughs> it, it's a very strange community but often they are on the verge of a civil war over these sorts of things uh, so and Mugen, another community I was involved in, uh, which was a, uh, they basically people took an old fighting game that had been made and they were able to use this to, um, you know, make their own fighting game with they would have Mortal Kombat guys and Street Fighter guys and cartoon characters, all sorts of stuff, and, and you could fight each other. It's actually quite neat, uh, but people all the time fought over whose graphics got used. Uh, uh, by who, who ripped off this, who ripped off, it's a tons and tons of infighting. So, this issue with the Amiga scene and the people t picking sides on this is not unusual. I'm disappointed. Generally, I consider the Amiga people, uh, you know, we're all sort of in this together, right? And uh, if uh, Kipper 2K has to do this, Really, and it was disappointing to me too. You know, like I said, it priced me out of it. But if he has to do it, um, it has to be done. You know, and no amount of anger or name calling is going to make it, you know, any better. Uh, it's just if he has to have them produced, that's just the way it is. And we can't forget the fact that uh, this fellow brought uh, something very miraculous to the system, and and uh, you know. Sometimes the benefit of the doubt needs to be given. I'm not going to take a side on it. You know, I can see, I can see everybody. But, I mean, uh, it would be nice if everyone chilled out and calmed down and remembered that we're just people messing with an old computer. You know, we're to have fun.
no one, you know, when money gets involved, I know it gets people get uppity, but we need to just chill out and relax on it. Um, moving on to other news, um, I saw that uh, um, uh, Dreamcatcher, as usual, has the scoop on the upcoming Oliver Twins book. I read his review, and it sounds great. Those guys are real interesting. <clears throat> Again, they'll be on the show. I'm trying to think when Boat's got the interview. I mean, it's, the interview is scheduled for the next couple of weeks, and we're really looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, I'm sure they'll promote their book on here. But uh, everything Dreamcatcher said, uh, he said it was awesome. And uh, I saw that uh, our, our buddy Chris Folds has already pre-ordered it, so <laughs> I'm sure he'll chime in with his thoughts on it as well. Um We've got, of course, Dreamcatcher always writes crazy articles, and uh, <laughs> he's got a couple other ones up, including a very interesting thing on a uh, sort of an exclusive, I guess. It's a uh, microprose game that never got released. It was multi-platform. Uh, it was. Uh, he's got video footage of it up. We've linked it on our Google Plus. Uh, I had a look at this game. It's kind of neat, you know. Who knows what it would have been, you know, when they got around to getting everything put together. But it looks interesting. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, we're, I'm gonna get, I haven't actually got to play it yet. I, I don't know if you can actually get the demo or anything. But if you can, I'm going to have a look at it. Um, the uh, next bit of, uh, of uh, news we've got is the uh, formation of a new users group or a new group, Amiga group in North America. Anytime I see this, I'm always uh, excited. Uh, a gang uh, uh, is forming a group in Northeastern America, which I think he's looking for people in Maine, uh, New York, uh, Canada, Vermont, that area. I think he even spells it out. Uh, and that's uh, always good. We need all the groups we can get in the States <laughs> because we don't have that much going on. Um, the uh, uh, link is on is on the Google Plus page, and if you want to check it out, and uh, if anyone over there who is actually uh, a member of this wants to, you know, give me some more information on what they're going to be up to, you know, feel free to shoot it over. Um, I noticed computing. If you're in the UK, uh, it's uh, computing.co.uk. They have uh, <clears throat> they have gotten nutty and have put up the top 30 Amiga games of all time. Now, they've only put up the first 10. Um, looking over them, of course, this is one of those uh, gimmicks where they show you one and you go to the next one. You show you the next one and blah, blah, blah. So it's just basically click stuff. Anyway, they've got uh, they've got Batman, the movie, at 30. They've got, uh, let's see what we've got here. We're not going to go through all these. They've got Bubble Bobble at 29. It seems kind of low. I know they had TV sports football in here, which surprised me uh, as as one of the all-time great Amiga games. Because I mean, I like that game, okay, but I don't I don't even think it's the best football game on the Amiga. So I'm not sure I would put that put it in the list. Uh, they've got uh, like another one I think is really low, Swiv at uh, at uh, 28. So you know, as usual with these lists, your mileage may vary, uh, but you you know you might want to check it out. Um, Update on my uh, Amiga. 
you can see running here in the background if you're watching the video. Um, it looks like my right mouse button has bought the farm. Uh, it's not working anymore, unfortunately. And uh, I, uh, thanks to a, a very, very fine fellow who is going to, who has uh, scoured uh, schematics and whatnot to try to give me a leg up on this thing, uh, we're going to give it a shot, try to go in there and, and, and uh, see if I can, if I can fix it. Uh, the, uh, excuse me, the fellow who is helping me out, his name is Jason Warrens, uh, and uh, we appreciate it. I'm probably going to do surgery this week, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, I still am managed, you know, it's funny, once I load up a game, it works fine. Uh, you know, I haven't, unless it's a mouse game. And uh, I played a lot of Lotus on it this week without any trouble once you get it to load. But uh, not having the right, right mouse button is weird. And sometimes it just acts really strange, too. And so it, <laughs> that, can be a, that can be a problem. Um, I, uh, for those who uh, are interested, I uh, uh, posted a video on, uh, I think it's on Facebook, and I know it's on Google+, Plus of our trip to Mothman last week. Uh, that wacky, nutty uh, festival dedicated to the Mothman of West Virginia. Uh, it was an interesting time. Uh, me and Teresa were there for two days uh, working on uh, uh, working at our table. Uh, we, we did great. Crowds there were huge, estimated at over 10,000, which is miraculous, frankly. I, I couldn't believe how many people were, uh, showed up. Uh, to this thing and uh, we sold everything we had pretty much and uh, Teresa had a lot of awesome stuff that she made that sold and uh, we had a good time made a lot of uh, contacts gave out a lot of business cards and uh, met some nice people and I think a good time was handed by all so if you're interested and we just wondering what it's like I did a walkthrough of it uh, just wandering through the uh, what what they had to offer and looking at some of the vendors and stuff so if uh, that's your bag uh, you know feel free to uh, Check that out on the uh, Google Plus or Facebook page. Um, as I said, Boat is off this week, and uh, uh, but he did chime in. Uh, I believe he asked. I believe he recorded a, a uh, himself throwing an Amigos play on Lotus Three, and uh, uh, I'm going to uh, towards the end of the uh, review. I'm going to uh, uh, splice in his. Uh, comments on the game uh, I honestly have not heard him so I'll be interested to see if, see if you liked it or not uh, we of course we we had a look at the original uh, and or really the second one but we kind of looked at touched the first one third one uh, many many episodes ago uh, and uh, I you know I was a big big fan of uh, two uh, I, I just loved it uh, one was okay but uh, two was two took it and ran I mean really a huge upgrade so, uh, I guess without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right in. I got a lot to say about this one. I played this quite a bit this week. Uh, so, uh, Lotus 3, the ultimate challenge. Uh, they It got released in 92, two discs. Uh, again, this is going to be sort of old ground. Uh, if you listen to that uh, first episode of, uh, of Lotus 2, uh, same, pretty much the same batch of guys. Published by Gremlin. Uh, Gremlin did tons of games. Uh, they, um, you know, the not notable titles that I picked out were Disposable Hero, the Hero Quest games. Actually, I, I, 
I played the board game of that, and the and they did a good job uh, on the conversion. Uh, of course, the Lotus series, Mickey Mouse, Nigel Mansell, Supercar series, uh, Techno Cop, which is a guilty pleasure of mine, Switchblade, and the Zool series, which we covered. Uh, you can have two players simultaneous. Uh, <coughs> it was developed by Mag- uh, Magnetic Fields. They've done a lot of stuff, of course. Uh, their notable titles are the uh, Crystal Dragon, Kid Chaos, uh, of course, they did uh, the Lotus series, uh, Supercars series, uh, Super Scramble, uh, and Wrangler. Uh, so, which I've not played a couple of those. Um, you've got a lot of the same names from the original series. Uh, the uh, designer was uh, Peter Liggett. He did this uh, Super Scramble simulator Wrangler. Uh, the music was done by Patrick Phelan. Uh, he's done some. Interesting stuff, Little Devil, uh, which is a game I'm going to have a look at uh, sometime in the near future. Uh, Nigel Mansell, uh, uh, the Zool series, uh, so Premier Manager, he did those. Uh, the uh, coder was Sean Southern, again, a, a veteran of this series, did the Lotus series, Supercar series, Super Scramble Sim. Uh, so you've got a lot of the same guys that are back. Uh, to perform their magic once again. Uh, again, this one runs on the ECS OCS, and uh, this got converted to a few systems, uh, notably the Atari ST, uh, the PC, which I have to say I, I've not played or seen that one, uh, so it'd be interesting to see it. And they released it on the Mega Drive, uh, but they, it was released on the Mega Drive as the uh, as uh, Lotus Two. As Lotus 2 on the Mega Drive was known as Lotus, Lotus Turbo Challenge. So, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, this thing was on a couple compilations. The Lotus Trilogy, uh, I believe, it, which had a, uh, uh, a CD32 release. And it was also on the uh, Super Sports Pack. So it had, it had a, few, a few different releases. You know, the, of course, the compilation disc, which we never got any of those here. Uh, at all, well, and but they're always they're always a good idea uh, to uh, to grab and or to do. And it's, it's an easy sell too, especially the Lotus series. One thing you can say about them is they they're all different. I mean, to a certain degree, uh, and they <laughs> they so they you know you can see having all three around. It's funny I, I, to get some scope for, for reviewing the third game. I really had to go back and have a play and a look at the first two because. Uh, Lotus 3 is sort of an amalgamation of the two. In fact, it's more, I would say it, it's more that than it is a game on its own right. They just sort of uh, borrowed or, 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 or used parts of the other, uh, the other games to, to add options to this one. So, <laughs> what is Lotus? Uh, well, of course, it's a uh, arcade racer. It has, of course, it has two, two, uh, player ability uh, this time they've added a third car which is a concept car called the Lotus M200 um, it's without a doubt my least favorite of the cars uh, I uh, I just don't like the way it handles I I can't explain it uh, it's just I don't like it um, some of the things uh, that are different in Lotus 3 over Lotus say 2 uh, they brought back uh, refueling which was absent in the second game. Uh, there's an arcade mode in this one that you can also 
partake in, uh, but uh, which I personally, I'm not a big fan of the refueling. It sort of slows the game down for me, but there is some strategy involved in doing that, you know, and so, and so it's kind of funny. It's, I will say this, it's nice to have the option to, to do, to do either one, uh, because, you know, why not? You know, there's no reason not to have both. Uh, it has lots of good options for controls. It's got, you can, you can, uh, accelerate with the button or the stick. It's got, um, of course, you put your name in, you put your buddy's name in. This one doesn't have any linking ability, so it's limited to just two players on the same screen, uh, which I believe that was in the second one. It has refueling, but it doesn't have a pit. Uh, like the, I believe that was the first one that had the pit and had the and had the refueling. So they've just, you know, in this one, you basically, when you see the little fuel sign, you just basically pull over. Um, <clears throat> this one has more track types. A this one borrows a lot of uh, graphics, tracks, uh, and uh, and whatnot from the first game, sound effects, or from the second game. A lot of that stuff just they they just basically ported right over. Uh, so in this one, you're, the types of tracks you've got say marsh track, you've got a future track, which is those are wacky, the night track, lakes, mountains. Uh, mountains are they're very tricky. That's a very difficult, wacky sort of thing. Snow, which snow I think is really neat. Um, road work. I, I don't like road work, but it's interesting. You uh, have to avoid road work signs, little piles of stuff everywhere. Um, storm, desert, fog, the city, of course. A windy course, which is um, it blows you off to, to one side and has tumbleweeds going across it you know so it's kind of interesting and then sort of a country road course uh, <clears throat> so you've got plenty of different courses which is nice uh, they give you lots of options there are much, there are many more graphics there is uh, uh, the, everything runs a little slower I'm wondering if it's because of the, of the all the new stuff that's in there I who knows I uh, it's funny when I when we were going to review this, I I never liked this game. Um, I just thought it, I remember playing this the first time, booting it up and thinking that I'd screwed up. I was like, wait a minute, this is Lotus Three. It looks crummier than Lotus Two. I mean, I, I I thought there was a major difference. And so when I loaded up and played it this time, I still felt that way. So I had to go back and play Lotus Two, and. <laughs> I couldn't quite pinpoint what the problem was because really graphically it's it's similar to a fault. I mean, effectively it's, it's the same in a lot of ways, but I think it comes down to the frame rate. Um, Lotus 2 runs a lot faster. Not a lot, but enough. And it, maybe it's subtle, but I mean, it does make a difference. To me, it's a big difference in the way the game runs. Um, that's the Achilles heel of this of this version is that is that uh, frame rate uh, or the sense of speed uh, now don't get me wrong uh, this is a fine game and compared with almost any other racer it would crush it it just so happens that it happens to be the sequel to arguably the best racer that was ever released on the Amiga and so that's that's a, that's a lot of shoes to fill a lot of people can get past that and I I, I think I did 
eventually because the game's got a lot of other stuff to offer. We're, we'll look at some of the other things it has to offer. Aside from the all these different tracks, uh, of course, you've also got your, your choice of music. Of course, you know you've got your choice of three cars, uh, which are neat. And, I mean, they do handle differently. It's not like you can't tell the difference. You absolutely can. And, uh, of course, they look different as well. Uh, there's a lot more happening on the screen at once. A lot more cars, a lot more rubble, a lot more obstacles to, to cope with. Uh, there are, um, there, there's just a lot to look at. And uh, so, sometimes the screen's got so much stuff going on, you're like, holy smokes. But you can see a stutter now and again, too. Uh, and like I said, there's just a lot of stuff. And I, I'm also guessing that to, to put that much on the screen at once, there probably was a real draw on the system, you know. Um, and thusly, the, the frame rate suffers. Uh, one of the big calling cards of this particular game is the REC system or Road Environment Construction System. Now, I never fooled with this back in the day, but this time for the review, I was like, let me give this thing a shot. And uh, I went in and tinkered with it, you know. And it's interesting. It's not... I always mistakenly thought it was a uh, track editor. And it is, but it's not. Uh, can you go and make your own track? No. You absolutely can't. Can you go and manipulate a track? Yes. And what I mean by that is you can change the curvature of the track. You can change how intense the track curves are. You can uh, change how... Uh, frequent and the steepness of the hills you can change the uh, surroundings and what I mean by that is you could pick like the theme of the level is it the desert is it fog is it night um, you can change the frequency of, of, of how much scenery shows up uh, one of the options you've got is to um, define the amount of obstacles that are in the way uh, you can uh, you it gives you the ability to uh, do a lot of stuff that manipulates the environment I mean it truly is a road environment construction. You can literally <clears throat> sit there and tinker with this and come up with a uh, <clears throat> tracks that feel different. Is this a track editor that you're going to be making tracks and, and sending over to your buddy? Absolutely not. But it's fun. It's fun to play with for yourself. Um, the uh, you know it's uh, the, the save system surprisingly smooth. To be completely honest with you. It was so smooth, I couldn't believe I was done. Uh, you can go in there and, and work yourself up a track in about a minute, and it generates a code for you, and then it, it saves X amount of tracks. I think it's, it'll save like five or ten tracks, uh, or maybe a few more, and then you can uh, and then you can come back and play those. You can even set up a circuit with homemade tracks. Something else that I thought was interesting is you can actually, instead of making the track, you can just go to the window that makes it, has the codes, just type in something, and it'll take the variables that you type into the blanks, and it will make you a track. <laughs> so if you want to track, <laughs> if you, I made one, uh, and I can't remember the word I typed in, but I just typed one in, and uh, it generated me a track, and off I went, So which was neat. Uh, I like that. Uh, the So Rex is a mixed bag. What it is is simple quick and fun that's what it is is this detailed no is this something you're going to spend hours 
tweaking to a perfect track that you can send to your buddy? No, probably not. Uh, but uh, it's still fun. It's quick. Now, that said, uh, if this is one of the reasons that the game it runs a little slower, was it worth it? Probably not, honestly. I would rather have that that speed. Uh, but, I, you know, who knows? I, I I never quite... I looked around to see if I could find on anyone talking about the frame rate and whatnot. It really, I never, I never saw it come up. So, they seem to be pretty satisfied with it, you know. Uh, so, I guess that, uh, you know, they thought this was the superior game when they released it. I mean, it, it really, in, in a lot of ways, it's superior in almost every way. But it's not really that new. That's the other problem with this. I'd say if you're going to pick the two biggest failings of Lotus 3, one, the overall frame rate and the speed sensation. Two, it's not all that new. A lot of recycled graphics, a lot of recycled sound, a lot of recycled tracks, a lot of recycled everything. And so while things have been added, it's not the quantum leap that uh, Lotus 2 was from Lotus 1. If you'll recall Lotus 1, you were running on a half screen, even in one player. Um, it wasn't as smooth as the second one. It had less obstacles. It had less everything. 2 was a major overhaul. Major. Added a lot of awesome stuff. 3, it adds some stuff. It's not, it's not, an, it's not enough really to, to uh, crow about, in my opinion. Now... Again, it's a fine game, but it's not the quantum leap that the second one was. Um, this game has a special uh, wacky thing that you can uh, access where there's a, it's got its own separate like mini game hidden in it. I believe the game's called Pod. I remember playing it a long time ago. It's nothing. It's not like you're gonna run out and buy this game, but it's it's cute, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. I noticed that the uh, uh, when you make a top 10 list or whatever, the wacky names are back. Uh, those are always amusing. Uh, uh, so I kind of like that. These games have, a, again, they do have an attention to detail that, that I like. Uh, you know, something I wanted to also touch on was the music. Um, you can have music or sound effects. I usually go with sound effects. I do like the option of uh, picking the song on the CD player. It's cool. I remember back in the day, I thought that was just awesome. It really blew me away. You know, but I, I honestly, there's only one song that I really like out of the bunch, I, which was track two. I don't, I can't tell you why I like it. <laughs> why that's my favorite. I guess just because it's really upbeat. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, that's the one I like. But generally, I liked, I liked having the special effects. The special effects, they're nothing to write home about. You know, they're pretty good. You know, again, it's everything you've heard before. Uh, so, you know, nothing's going to nothing's gonna surprise you. Um, a lot of this game, really, when it comes to reviews, it was sort of all over the spectrum. Uh, looking at what, you know, a cross-section of what it got. Um, I usually go with Amiga format to get a good idea of what I think the game actually scored. Now, not being um, from the U.K., you guys may know a little bit better than me about which magazines were the more reputable. But for me, I, I remember I used to get Amiga format. I always thought it was a really good book. And I think it was one of the bigger books over there. So that's usually the one I go with. And it, they gave uh, they gave this particular game a 76. 
that's a little harsh. I mean, you're still looking at like a C, uh, but uh, um, the uh, most of the reviews here are between, I think the high score I saw was 94, and the low score I think was 70. Uh, so I think 70s, that's a little low. I think, I'm assuming that people were just underwhelmed by the lack of new stuff. I know I read the Amiga format article, and that's pretty much uh, what they what, what they touched on. Uh, <coughs> uh, the uh, I think maybe people are being a little bit picky. You know, I've turned the corner on this game a little bit, uh, having played it so much this week and having played the other ones. It it's I swear to you, I, I running these games. I, I loaded up the Amiga, and I loaded up Lotus Two. Uh, on the on TV here and and watch them side by side and they're eerily similar I mean I, I don't I don't in my mind there was this huge gap between the two and it's really like I say it all falls back to that frame rate that's the really the so it that's where the the final shot if I had the druthers I would like the options from three with the and the smoothness of two and I would even forego anything that was slowing down the third one again and as much as I like the wreck uh, uh, Rex, uh, Rex the uh, editor it's it's a cute toy it's fun to fiddle with it's not new tracks it's just not it's uh you can do wacky stuff you can make the tracks different but they're not they're not new tracks and uh, they, they uh, so that was sort of a letdown uh, but overall, I enjoyed the game. Uh, I would probably uh, play the second one first, but I, I thought the third one was better. And it was better than I thought. So, I mean, I'll admit I was, I was a little off because I've given this game a hard time over the years. And it was actually a lot better than I thought. Um, let's hear what Boat has to say. I'm going to uh, uh, let him chime in here with his two cents, and then we'll get back and uh, put this thing to bed. Lotus 3. I was surprised at how disappointed I was with this title. Um, Lotus 2 is hands down my favorite racing game on the Amiga, and it's probably in my top five racing games of all time. Um, there's something about the tight controls, the, the just magnificent scaling of the graphics, um, the varied environments, um, the gymnastics that your car can perform as you jump a log and jump over a body of water. Um, the AI, which is tough, but not too tough. Um, I like all that stuff. Lotus 3, I thought was going to be a home run. Um, when I started playing, I realized that um, it was more of the same, but worse somehow. Um, they brought back the fueling system from part one that you didn't have to do in part two. I guess they were trying to make it more sim-like. Um, but gone were any of the more arcadey things that I really enjoyed from the second game. Like there's, there's no more jumping over things, uh, hitting the logs. Um, the the hill the uh, the tracks were hilly, but they weren't. You didn't get the sense of speed. It was, it was not the same. The controls didn't feel the same. Um, now that's not to say that there weren't some things that they improved in the third game. You can listen to your own music um, while you play. You get sort of an outrun-like CD player that you can choose 
a tune from there are six tunes to choose from um, and you have the option to listen to one of those or listen to the sound of the engines so that's an improvement um, they also added a very robust course editing system where you can control a lot of the variables that go on uh, within the courses you can control uh, the setting the hilliness of the course um, the difficulty of the AI Another thing that they added in this game is the ability to choose your car. Um, in previous Lotus games, you were um, you were bound to whatever car was on the front of the box. Now they brought back some of the, the cars from earlier games, plus a brand new green car that looks pretty neat. And in the car selection screen, they actually show you a bunch of different angles of the car, including the interior. So that's kind of cool. Um, but it all falls apart when you start playing it. Um, it's strange for me to think about, and if I hadn't just played Lotus 2 fairly recently, I would think it was just in my mind, but it really just doesn't control as well. The cornering isn't as tight. Um, the graphics look the same or worse. There is a new future environment that I don't remember from Lotus 2, but um, I just didn't have a good time with this one. And uh, that saddens me because I love Lotus 2 so, so much. But it is what it is, and... Uh, you live and learn, and now you know. So that's my thoughts on Lotus 3. Okay. So I had a look at this on eBay. Um, this game obviously did not sell like its uh, predecessors. Uh, I found no listings for any of these in the U.S. Uh, I know this had a U.S. release, so that's odd. Uh, the only copies that I could find currently were in Italy and Germany. They were going around seventy dollars uh, U.S. shipped in the box. Uh, and looking at the history of this, they have sold for around fifty or more. That seems to be the going rate. So <coughs> pretty pricey uh, for this game. Uh, if you're interested in picking it up, uh, the uh, compilations are probably a little easier to come by. Uh, and uh, uh, I saw a few, not a ton, you know, but I saw a couple of them. If you want Lotus 2, uh, boy, though, you, those things are out there left and right. You can find them anywhere. Uh, but uh, Lotus 3, not so much. Again, probably indicative of how well it sold. Uh, the uh, sad truth is the ship, I think, sailed. And, in fact, one of the things I read in several of the reviews were just the fact that people just thought, hey, this is a rehash. They, and, and some people we, we even accuse it of being a triple rehash, saying that the first one was, the second was close enough to the first one to not be a big deal, and this was close enough to the second one to not be a big deal. So overall, it's a double rehash. Eh, I think that's a little harsh. I think uh, I think it stands up on its own. Uh, but uh, that was that was something that was held against it in a lot of the reviews I read. Um, next week, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. So it'll be a bit of a surprise. Uh, we will either announce it on the uh, on the uh, web page or we won't. Uh, I know I've got a few ideas, and uh, I've been pushing for some games. If you listen to the show uh, very often, you'll probably know the ones I've been pushing for. Uh, that boat seems uh, to uh, to shrink away from, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another shot. But uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, in the usual. Uh, um, in the usual dungeon with all boats fancy schmancy stuff and we'll give this thing a whirl again so 
I appreciate you putting up with me and uh, for uh, putting up with my wacky rig. And uh, we will be back in full force next week. So everyone, relax. Pick up your Wicco. Load up some Lotus Esprit, the version of your choice. Don't worry about money or anger. Just enjoy the games and remember why you're in this hobby in the first place. It's to have a little bit of fun, have a little good times, and remember what it was like back in the day. And until next week, adios.